the way we know that somebody is not working with Gina Rodriguez is because they don't show up in places like In Touch, yeah, Radar Online. Yeah, we don't see Octo Mom showing up walking down a beach with her boob hanging out. Right. Hi guys, I'm Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, and we're go deep in the shallow where we just spend a lot, way more time talking about and thinking about things that most people don't. This season is all about a lady named Gina Rodriguez and the people she's worked with, many of whom you know, but you didn't know who Gina Rodriguez was, and you certainly didn't know that she worked with these people like Octomom. We've already talked about Tan Mom. And Gina Rodriguez, go listen to the first episode if you haven't thus far of this season of Go Deep in the Shell, because that'll give you a primer on who she is, what she does. She's essentially a Svengali for D-listers you know, and Z-listers. And can I just say, because you said something that triggered something for me. I honestly think if you don't know the name Gina Rodriguez, that is such a good thing because it means she's doing her job. If you know all the names of the people that Gina Rodriguez works with, but you have no idea that Gina Rodriguez is behind it, she is doing her job so seamlessly. Although, increasingly, she has become a part of her very own narrative. If you think about Mama June, for example. But we'll get to that in another uh, episode. What I do want to start with is who Octomom is and... I mean, who doesn't know? I feel like of the people that Gina has worked with, Octomom is certainly one that most American humans and probably people around the world know because her very own name indicates why she was famous. She is a mom of eight Octo, that is eight children, and she had octuplets. Yeah, so she had octuplets. But she's got more than she's eight kids. She's got 14 kids. Yeah, she's got a, a bajillion kids, Yeah, which is why everybody knows about her. It was the eight children that she birthed, and we can talk about that process, but you probably already know it because you were reading all the tabloids about it. She became a viral celebrity. And I would love to talk about, I mean, there's so much to talk about with Octomom, Mm -hmm. but we're mostly concerned with her relationship with Gina Rodriguez. But to just give you that thumbnail, why don't you actually tell me what you remember about like when you first heard about Octomom and what was interesting for you? And I imagine as a a mother of multiple children, Mm, you you might have you might have had a unique interest uh, when Octomom popped onto the screen. So what's interesting is I think that uh, she had her octuplets before I had multiples. 2009. Same year, actually, that I had twins uh, in 2009. My my recollection of how Octomom was received was, you know, she made news because having octuplets, that's a that's an incredibly high risk pregnancy and it's very rare. But what was interesting about Nadia Suleiman, also known as Octomom, was that she was a single mother. And she had had already, prior to the octuplets, she'd already had a slew of children. All of them were achieved through medical aid. IVF. IVF, thank you. Specifically for her, I think it was, you're right, IVF. She had achieved all of those pregnancies through science. Not Science. through, not through, you know, person to person relations, let's say. The missionary position. So to speak. So uh, there were a lot, like, she drew the ire of, of the public because there were questions about the ethics of a doctor agreeing to 
assist her in having more children and then to have such a high risk, high level, multiple pregnancy. That's what got news. And everybody turned to her and immediately, I mean, people's opinions were on parade about what kind of a person she had to be and what, and there were a lot of questions about her mental stability and there can be conversations about whether those were appropriate or not, but I'm just telling you that was the yeah, climate. No, that was definitely um, an apt description of the moment and I, that's why I just think this particular topic and this particular person could, you know, she could warrant her own series. Honestly, at a future date, somebody should do a deep dive on Nadia Suleiman in and of herself and the media's reaction to her, because I think it, the media was still in a space of being very judgy. You know, we talked about in the last episode with Tan Mom. Tan Mom was uh, part and parcel of this like bad mom club. And Nadia Suleiman was one of those people. Now, Nadia Suleiman didn't start working with Gina Rodriguez for a while before she had she'd already reached a level of fame without the help of Gina Rodriguez. Right. I mean, it was really Gina Rodriguez who showed up and was like, you need to get your life in order and I'm going to help you, which we can, which we'll get to. But Octomom really was at the sort of like white hot moment of public derision and shame for, you know, for moms. Honestly, because if you think about what she actually did, sure, the, the physician who she was working with ended up, I think he got disbarred. Or not to, you don't get disbarred. What do you get your medical license? Yeah, away? yeah. I'm an expert in all medical yeah, terminologies. Of Obviously, that's why um, we're doing this. But like, it was questionable what happened to her. Mm-hmm. But the reaction by the public that she was a bad mom, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that she already had children, but like the intensity of hatred towards this person simply for being viewed as a bad mom was, I think. In 2009 to like 2012, that was just a thing we all did and we didn't feel bad about it. Not even a little bit. I think we would totally approach these people differently with a little bit more empathy and a little bit more understanding. I would hope so. But I mean, look, sure, probably not. But I think the way we would have conversations on our show about someone like Octomom would be totally different than they were in 2009. And frankly, that's when we started on air. So I know we were talking about this story regularly and all the crazy shenanigans that uh, Nadia Suleiman was getting up to. For sure. And again, you know, to your to your earlier point, just to drive it all the way home, that was at a time when it was trendy. Like the, the bad mom trend was a whole thing. It was its own animal in a way that I feel like we've sort of I don't want to say necessarily grown out of, but we've certainly sort of changed our focus. But then, yes, and we were looking for moms to shame and she showed up on the scene with this pregnancy of eight children and uh, and however many, what, I can't do math, uh, six more already at home. And, and we learned over time that many of them have special needs. There was a lot of judgment against her. Yeah. And again, you know, people probably felt justified in their judgment, like we're standing up for, you know, people taking care of themselves and being responsible. But imagine the world telling you that all at once. Mm -hmm. And really, it was a global phenomenon. I mean, she was literally around the world, you know, criticized for being who she was. Mm -hmm. And to her credit, you know, she sort of she was sort of able to keep afloat and turn that into something much with the help, as we'll learn with Gina Rodriguez, in a way that I don't know most people would be able to. Like she was able to make something out of very little because she honestly had she didn't really have a career. No, she didn't really have resources. And yes, she was on public assistance for a while. But, you know, 
to just write her off as sort of an irresponsible person is is to miss like I think a huge part of the story. Something just occurred to me because I think the other piece that, that of the puzzle that's important is to remember that that was also during a time where we were fascinated with high order. I think they're called high order multiple um, pregnancies um, because that was at the same time that John and Kate plus eight was like yeah. all the rage. So. That was sort of oddly, and we know how that has turned out, but at the time that they were sort of the typical family, kind of the, you know, perfect little family set with a mom and a dad in the home and all of these kids. And people were fascinated with how they made rules and regulations to keep the kids in order, yada, yada, yada. And Octomom was like the opposite of that. And so that was the other reason why she got so much ire from the public, because she was like the anti-Kate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And also, she didn't have a husband. Right. Society doesn't like that very much. Single moms have never really been favorites of the world. So how does she end up working with Gina Rodriguez? So Gina Rodriguez, again, at this time is a thing, right? Not so much in 2009. And she didn't actually start working with Octomom until I think roughly 2012. I couldn't find like the specific moment. You couldn't find the contract. Try harder, Bradley. Try harder. (laughs) I know. But she did work with like PR people. But again, these were people in traditional PR formula, right? And someone like Octomom doesn't, that doesn't work. It's not going to work very long because she just doesn't have the ability to maintain the you know the rigorous expectations why would you expect this woman who by the way is trying to raise 14 children right. or however many children without very much help like she just couldn't do the traditional thing and so my assumption is that you know Gina Rodriguez came along at a perfect time where Gina Rodriguez was like okay we're going to do this differently there's going to be some expectations of you if you read about like if you read her own words and again you know we have to be a little bit skeptical of how Gina, like what Gina is putting out there, because again, Gina understands the power of, you know, speaking publicly. Right. She's going to put a shine on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She said specifically, Octomom was a hard client to work with because the public had already formed their opinion of her. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to book her on, say, Charlie Rose the Week, Miss Rodriguez produced a solo sex tape called Octomom Home Alone. And we'll talk about it again. This is just part of the formula, right? Mm-hmm. She goes on to say Gina helped her other clients with uh, specifically with Octomom having drug and alcohol problems. She got her to seek treatment. So she was dealing with, in addition to getting her publicity, she really does believe that part of her role is to help these people get their lives back on Mm -hmm. track and to give them as many resources. Like she says that she and her family were, you know, she was putting people in place to babysit those kids while she was doing PR stuff, Mm -hmm. that she got a staff for her, that she got the house cleaned up, that she got resources for her. So in addition to just go here, do this interview, you know, do this sex tape, she she really puts out there that she feels like she's helping these people, you know, get their lives back on track more than just rehabbing their career. Now, whether they listen to her and like go along with that is totally up to them. Well, and there's something to that, too, because if I reach back in the recesses of my memory of my engagement with Octomom, I do remember a whole spread in some publication about what a disaster Octomom's house was. Because, of course, you're, you've got 14 kids yeah. running around there yeah. and you're solo. I mean, listen, I've got three kids and I don't know how to keep track of them all the time. Yeah. Right. So I imagine with 14 kids, some of them having some some serious special needs. The house was overrun. And I remember a tabloid 
maybe it was TMZ picking up and like posting pictures of like writing on walls, filthy kitchen, um, holes in the wall, that kind of stuff that made it look like she was living in squalor. And I also remember after Gina Rodriguez was on the scene, how it appeared as though she'd really cleaned up her life. She had people there to help her with the kids. Uh, There was, I remember photo spreads of like her cooking like vegetarian meals for everybody, etc. So there is sort of a before and after now, whether to your point, they, the, the D-list celebrity that we're talking about actually kind of grabs onto that and chooses to grow with that. That's kind of a wild card, but you can see where Gina Rodriguez is, doesn't want them to show up looking like they can't get their stuff together. She said at one point, I'd gotten her into rehab, moved her out to Palmdale, put a whole staff in at her place at her house to take care of her kids while she was in rehab. She then says, when she lost her home to foreclosure, Ms. Rodriguez swung into action, found her a place to live, as well as the staff, as I said, to take care of the kids. So she kind of tells the same story over and over again when she talks about uh, working with Octomom. What I find interesting about that, and, and I feel like this happens, you know, with all the other people that she, no, I shouldn't say all the other people, several of the other people that she works with who might have similar problems is that you see her trying to help those people get what they need in a way that's different than a traditional PR relationship, right? Which feels very like female, Mm -hmm. right? Like you've got Gina Rodriguez, who's a mom herself, who she's not necessarily, well, I guess, I don't know if she would consider herself a single mom. She's been married more than once. And I think there's, uh, she's, you know, raised her children at a time when she was the, you know, primary Primary parent. parent. I feel like that's a unique perspective that not everybody in this business has. And so it, it very much comes out that she's a mother type figure to these people, you know, whether they see that or not and whether they take advantage of it or not and whether they avail themselves. I think of Mama June and all, you know, part of the Gina Rodriguez formula, which is what we're talking about Mm -hmm. right now, what Gina Rodriguez does with her clients is very much parenting. Well, and I would actually argue that's probably part of the reason that that relationship works in the way it does, because like you said, Octomom had worked with other PR agencies in the past, and that's short-lived because they're going to be all business, right? But remember, Octomom became who Octomom is because of her actual real life. Yeah. And so then shoehorning her into a place where they're going to look at her as a commodity, as a business she can't make that distinction. But then when you bring Gina Rodriguez into the scene and she's also going to have not only uh, a business relationship, but she's going to also appeal to the actual human that she's dealing with. There's genius in that because she knows genius. To- Gina. See? Yes. Okay. Use because she's going to come together with them in a way that makes it more than just uh, a client a client manager relationship, there's going to be kind of a dependency there. Now that can backfire. But in this case, that's what Octomom needed was somebody who didn't just care about her as her public facing self, but her whole self, because that's how she got there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. She literally is. She's dealing with things in a way that nobody else in the, the business is. Although I would imagine now that there are people who have taken a page like there are people trying to recreate you know, what recreate Gina her, Rodriguez does her formula. Yeah. So again, we've got Gina Rodriguez. She's now working with Octomom. Octomom is still kind of a hot mess. And, you know, for our own experience, like how did we interact with Octomom? Because I think all of the people we're going to talk about we have had on our show at Pretty some much. point. I can't think of anyone that's not yeah. been on our show. That Gina Rodriguez, who, by the way, hasn't been on our show, right? Uh, no, I think we've actually had Have Gina we talked on. to her? I but we talked like we to did. her about something else. I don't know. Anyway, 
I feel yeah, like we did. I don't know. See, we have show amnesia, everybody. Show amnesia. Let's just pretend like we did talk to yeah, her. No, I think, I, th- I feel like we had her but on about something unrelated. Didn't, doesn't love us because there she, was a time when she certainly didn't because I think she thought we were like, you know, in tan mom's ear or something. Yeah. Like, I think she thought we were trying to make end runs around her. And I, I don't. Well, yeah, because Adam Barta would always be like, I have to talk to Gina Rodriguez we've had him on. <laughs> That's not how Adam Bar- Barta talks, by the way. So she's working with Octomom. Oh, how, how we, we yeah. interacted with Octomom. We have had Octomom on the show at least once. At least twice, I think. Okay. Because the first time we had her on and we were so excited to have Tan Mom on because again... Octomom. Oh, sorry. Octomom on. Because again, that's who early in our radio careers, that's who we targeted <laughs> because it felt attainable to us. And also we were fascinated by uh, the character of a person who'd gone viral, was just like living their lives. Well, and I'll speak for myself, but I think we both share this like... We understand having been in this world for a period of time that people are generally more complicated and interesting and fascinating than the superficial blurb in Time uh, Time magazine. Right. Because I'm a thousand years old. No, People, people magazine, magazine, the Daily Mail or whatever, whoever is covering the person. It's like Octomom is probably actually, you know, like a real human. Right. Who doesn't just... It is not just a trained seal at the zoo. And is not just regurgitating copy points. Yeah. So what was interesting is... Doesn't we, mean we were always proved right. Oh, no. That's 100% true. But we invi- <laughs> we um, we were given the opportunity to have Octomom on. Uh, and the person who booked it called us. This is back behind the scenes on in radio. When you book through somebody, book a celebrity interview through somebody, the celebrity doesn't typically just call in. They are conferenced in by the person who did the booking. So I answered the phone. I was uh, I was working the phones that day. I answered the phone and the person who booked this interview said, I've got Octomom on the phone. Just so you know, because this matters on radio, the audio is a little bit funky. She's not getting great reception on her phone. She's in her backyard on top of her kid's jungle gym so she can get a good signal said okay yeah that's unique okay so then i had a moment so then she patched octomom through and i had one moment before we went on the air with octomom to quickly touch base with her and she was talking a mile a minute and trying to explain to me what was going on and that she did she didn't have a good phone plan at the time she was using like a track phone or like a like a burner basically yeah like a prepaid (laughs) yeah prepaid situation and she's like i'm not getting a good signal i'm up on my kids jungle gym and i I thought oh gosh this is going to be a mess we're going to have a mess of a conversation. Well, she's also, she speaks in staccato. Like it, it is also interesting digression mm-hmm. that everyone we talk to who's worked with Gina Rodriguez on the show has a very unique form of speech. And in Octomom's case, like Tan Mom, for example, is just, you know, I'm Tan. And she's kind of slurry. And she's and just kind sort of, of, you know, one she's note. there, but like, are we all the way there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Octomom was just always very much. You know, like this is happening and now this is happening. Like you just always got the impression that she was on a hamster wheel and either that or, you know, shotgunning um, like Red Bulls. <laughs> Red Bulls. Yeah, because yeah. it was like 35, no, like 72 miles per hour, run on sentences, not quite sure. And just wait till we get to Fair Abraham because oh, that's a whole. That's a whole different language. Yeah. 
But it was, but I could just tell like this is either going to be great or it's going to be a disaster. And she was on twice. We had Octomom on two different times. And the second time, I want to say she was a little bit calmer. And we should talk about, you know, one of the reasons that she was on probably had to do with some of the work that Gina Rodriguez had gotten her. So, you know, again, the Gina Rodriguez formula as we know it involves at some point some adult film. But what's interesting about this particular story and reading up for this particular episode, she kind of tries to act like uh, Octomom wanted to get real porny. And she was like, I don't know what, like, I don't know why you want to do this. That's not a good idea that she was like shunning her. Mm -hmm. And I, here's another question. Each episode, I'm like, I have a question for Gina. So Gina, this episode, your question is like, what's the deal with your porn career? Because she very rarely talks about it directly. Mm -hmm. Like, do you, and by that, I mean, when I say what's, what's the deal by that, I mean, do you try to downplay that area of your life because you feel that people will judge you for that or because you don't think it's relevant, which is totally valid? But when I read this piece about Octomom specifically, and this is this kind of gets to why she ended up deciding not to work with Octomom, but briefly, I just because it has to deal with the porn conversation. She begged that is Octomom is begging Gina Rodriguez, quote, she begged to strip for money and I was against it. Then she got offered to do another movie, and she said she wanted to do it. She started telling everyone I wanted her to do porn, which is not true. None of my clients are doing porn or anything adult-related, and I am against it. She thinks she's going to be Kim Kardashian. So again, my question to Mm. to Gina is, I I mean, there's been a lot of pornography with your clients, which is totally valid. And we've identified that as one of your signature moves, like even before we ever thought of doing this podcast series, you know, we recognize like, oh, well, at some point, this person, if they're working with Gina is going to do an adult film, whether it's Tan Mom being a guest star, whether it's Octomom in this case, she did, you know, like, what was it? A solo. Octomom Home Alone. The solo experience. The solo experience, which totally valid. Like, uh, I found it interesting, though that she was trying to separate herself from from that which is interesting because as i recall in the conversation around the porn uh the octomom solo porn octomom's story about it was that she's a really shy person and that her sexuality was not something that she was too keen on sharing and that she was sort of shepherded through this experience of doing things solo and i don't know if that was part of the pr for it if it was like that was what was supposed to get us all interested in seeing you know octomom on a journey of self-discovery or something i'm not sure but either way wasn't she like all horny with a line of like there was like a clothesline and like wet diapers don't you remember and she was like all like i'm a mom yeah yeah yeah. yes yes i'm sorry when you said wet wet diapers diapers, i I thought you meant on the person no no but you meant like like hanging from a clothesline yeah Yes, there was. I mean, yeah. So I'm with you on that. Like, I have questions I would like to have answered because it does it does stand to reason that Gina Rodriguez, knowing the industry, has some inside information on how deals get made. And what from what I understood, Gina Rodriguez, because she has that knowledge, was able to negotiate really good deals for her clients. Yeah. But to hear her say that, like, she's against that feels like it doesn't compute. So so, during the time that she was working with Octomom, she also got her. Now, some of these things you're just going to remember and some you're going to be like, I don't know what this is. Nadia earned money from Celebridate. Ah, uh, she got an Octolone endorsement, which I vaguely I remember. I do remember that. Dune debate endorsement. Nope. I have no idea what that is. Apparently, that's like some website where and I don't 
think it actually exists anymore. It's like a debate website where like people can show up and debate, you know, like like Octomom would debate Tan Mom about something and oh you can watch. Oh my gosh, no I thanks, think. but okay. And then uh, of course, uh the self-pleasure video known as Octomom Home Alone, Dial a Star, which we oh, yeah. I think we briefly mentioned at some point. I don't think point. we did on the podcast though. This was off the air or on our our daily uh radio show. But one of Gina Rodriguez's creations and again, a question I'd have for her is how did this all happen? Um Dial a Star, which is sort of the progenitor of Cameo. Cameo. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think she's got any relationship to Cameo. But dial a star was like you could call like a 1-900 number and talk to Dina Lohan for like a thousand dollars a minute. Yeah, which I don't think that went anywhere. Right. But, but actually, the idea, that's why we had Octomom on the first time oh, sure. was to talk yeah. about dial a star, um, because that was something you could do. You could call uh, any one of these celebrities that was on Gina Rodriguez's client list. And, you know, th- you know, some of them were bigger than others and you would pay certain amounts depending on who you were talking to. And that really was kind of the precursor to Cameo, where you can now pay to have a video message recorded for you. And it's, you know, I mean, it's taken off. She got her a lot of deals. And I will say, unlike a lot of the stars where you're like, where does all this money go? I mean, she had 14 kids. She's got 14 kids. She's got to feed and keep Mm -hmm. in clean dry diapers. Yeah. Um, She got her a Rock Tuplets Christmas song, the whatsyourprice.com endorsement, and a topless shoot for European magazine. Mm -hmm. So Gina is literally giving her real opportunities. But there was a point at which that relationship soured. And again, this is, you know... It'll be interesting to see if this is like a, a bug or a feature, like does the relationship at some point have to sour like with Tan Mom? Did Tan Mom just, you know, had enough of Gina Rodriguez, like trying to tell her what to do? And, you know, Octo Mom, did she just get to the point where she was too much to handle? Because if you listen to Gina specifically with Octo Mom. She just became too messy. Like thought that she was going to be such a big deal. And I mean, I think you hear it in that quote from Gina. She thinks she's going to be Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Right. So and I think we saw some of that because if you remember correctly, and this will show up again later in other episodes, Nadia Suleiman also had some cosmetic procedures done at different times. And whether that was part of Gina Rodriguez, I'm sure like big makeover again, see uh, Mama June stick a pin in that for a later episode. Um, that's a move. That's part of the the program. That's part of the the Gina Rodriguez formula. Octomom also worked with Adam Barta on a song. Yeah. That's the other reason we talked to her, actually. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. She says, that is Gina Rodriguez says of Octomom, she quit on her because, quote, she's unmanageable. She would not reply to anything work-related. We would call, text about, especially if it wasn't paid. Regardless of the, she gets really specific. She adds, regardless of the $70,000 we made her, she still claimed to not be able to pay any of her bills. We no longer wanted uh, a part of any of it, and we feel sorry for her children. It seemed like she really soured on Nadia in a way. And, you know, Nadia is still out there. Nadia Mm -hmm. still has a family. And I don't know who's, you know, managing that side of her career now. I re I remember, I would say within the last year, recently, within recent memory, Octomom made a comeback. And I don't know if it's because we are reaching like, you know, the 10 year anniversary. Maybe it was in 2019. 19. 
that seems very likely, right? Yeah. Like we just skipped 2020 in our in terms of like celebrity pop culture memory. Maybe that's when I recently saw her pop up again in a couple of like, where is Octomom now? And I don't think Gina Rodriguez is a part of that because clearly she seems to have soured or the relationship seems to have soured in a way that, you know, even with people like Mama June, who has been through a lot, seemingly a lot right. worse, that relationship hasn't soured. They're still moving they're and still shaking working together. Clicking. Yeah, it's it is interesting, isn't it? And I, but it is. But it also is. It should tell you something that specifically in the case of Octomom, uh, when she and Gina Rodriguez parted ways, you basically saw no more of yeah. Octomom. No more fitness on the beach, no more singing songs with Adam Barta, no more porns, no more, uh, you know, endorsements. I would, I mean, it sounds to me that there is maybe a tinge of a, a feeling not appreciated oh. on Gina Rodriguez's part. Yeah, I mean, if you're putting, you know, if you're helping somebody get yeah. their family back uh, on track and then and I will say that doesn't surprise me I don't know Octo well I guess we can say we know her personally in that we had her on our show right that's not really personal but I'm not surprised she does seem like one of those people that has she's just I don't know if manic is the right word just in a metaphorical sense but like very you know going here and going not there contained not contained not and very hard to manage yeah and as a manager right like if a person doesn't want to be managed what's the point of your stepping in the middle of that mm-hmm. it's clear at this point you know 2012 we've now gotten through tan mom octo mom she's literally you know sh- her formula is like baked in i think at this point absolutely and the timelines sort of line up very interestingly so who are we talking about next week We're going to talk about one of our favorites, Mama June, next week on Go Deep in the Shallow. And this this is where, you know, when you just said it's sort of the the formula is baked in, you really kind of see it shine when it comes to Mama June. It's like everything that ever she ever wanted came to fruition through Mama June. Yeah, she certainly has gotten Mama June's career further and her lifespan in the media that reminded me of what i was going to say earlier um but it's it's very clear that she has been most successful i would argue with mama june mama june quickly what i wanted to say is because i you know i always like to share with people like the thing the weird thing that we do every day is pay attention to things that most people are not paying attention to sure we pay attention to like the big celebrity stories but because we're looking at the internet day in and day out the way we know that somebody is not working with Gina Rodriguez is because they don't show up in places like In Touch, yeah, Hello, yeah, uh, Radar Online, yeah. Daily Mail, or wherever weekly. it is that that Gina Rodriguez is busy booking her clients. We don't see Octo Mom showing up walking down a beach with her boob hanging out, right? right? Just like, for no reason. So that's how you know there is no relationship. I don't have to go googling or contacting Gina Rodriguez directly because if somebody's working with Gina Rodriguez you're going to know about it which is a testament to the work that Gina Rodriguez is doing which Mm -hmm. we will continue to tell you about on this very special season of our very special podcast Go Deep in the Shallow. I'm Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Crush that like button. Leave us a review. Tell all your friends and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye! As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. 
Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.